Welcome to the Game of Faith podcast, man. This is your host, Reginald Easy Ward. Y'all, man, I, I've been gone for a while, but y'all, I'm back, man. I'm ready. I got some heat for y'all today. I got a special guest, uh, Stefan Showtime Lindsay, man. It's a dude that growing up, man, like I used to look at me like, man, like he living the life, like everything I'm talking about. Like I was in middle school and we we had, we knew every XIBCD and tape date that came out. Man. But y'all, like, Enough about that. That's the past, man. Stefan, tell them who you are, man. What's going on, man? Stefan, Showtime, Lindsay, man. You can call me Showtime. First, I just want to say again, congratulations to you, man, and all that you're doing, your team, man, the vision that God has given you. I know it's going to be a blessing, and I'm honored just to be here, man, on the Game of Faith podcast. A um, little bit about me. I know we're going to get into a lot more, but, man, grew up in PG County area, um, married to my beautiful wife, Isha, two young boys, man, Taj and Shamar. Shout out to y'all, my, my oldest right now doing his thing. Flag football, scrimmage, hey, you know. Um, but, man, speaker, entrepreneur, um, entertainer, man. So I just love God. I love people. And let's let's get to it. Man, let's get to it. So, y'all, you know how we do. We peel them back. Like, we don't, ain't no hold back, ain't no cut card. So, bro, whatever you want to say, just, you know, like, just let God lead you and, and sure. say it. So, you know, right now, you know, like, today I was on Instagram. And I was watching one of your sermons. And, like, your testimony powerful. Mm crazy thing is I heard it when I was in, in high school I mean and, and it was powerful then and even now just like revisit I'm like man you know like he really overcame some stuff and like and like God just been dealing with you you know on a crazy level and like you know I can even like it's crazy because like I can see like the greatness and like like the places that you're going bro like and that's coming from an authentic place right. but so we see that now but bro like let's take it all the way back to the to the inception uh. before XIB XIB Everything that happened in between, yeah. you know, like just talk to the people. All right. So, 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 man. Wow, man. So just to take them back a little bit, even before the XIB days, man, the go-go days, um, I, I started out rapping, doing my thing. I was signed actually to Sony Records. They had a sort of a sub-label under Sony, um, New Phase. And so rap was it for me, man. I used to uh, look up the Lil Bow Wow, man. You know, I don't know what he's doing now, but, man, you know, um, so middle school, I started doing that, you know, because even in elementary, they asked, like, what you want to do? I just wanted to be famous. I knew I wanted to entertain, just love making people feel good. And so it wasn't until, um, like, right after ninth grade, I got kicked out of Sulan High School, and I learned how just pop and go-go was. And I was like, man, I'm going to stop me a little band. And so I connected with some dudes at Lago, um, and we started XIB, man. We start, literally, we was a basement band in my man Porkchop basement. Shout out to my man Porkchop doing his thing. We used to carry instruments, man, on buses. Ain't nobody drive nothing, man. It was it was tough. And when we started out, we literally started out paying to play. That's how bad it was. Like, you're supposed to get paid. We was paying. And we remember, like, lines would be packed outside, like, but nobody would come in when we played. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm like, dang. And so my, my man, we talking. I said, look, we need to start studying the best and figure out what they doing that we ain't doing, who they got, what they got that we don't got. Um, and one of the things that we found that a lot of the great bands had was was management. And at the time, me and my man, Ace, he was managing us, but we was both the same age, you know. So we said, look, we got to we gotta start doing some hunting to find some older managers. So we did that. Um, and Miss Tasha and Miss Nikki was our first two managers. Um, also, that's Miss Tasha uh, bought Trini, who was our singer, man. Uh, shout out to Trini. Trini is her daughter. And man, that was one of the best decisions we ever made. My man Cook came through. It was, it was just, it was a bless up, man. Um, and that really took us to the whole never level, man, to the point where at that point we got management 
We switched up songs we did, how we moved. Promoters began to respect us. And at that point, that's when the money started coming in the shows and Thai seafood and all that, man. <laughs> and push it hey, up. Push it Super down. freak, bro. Right. Hey, I'm telling y'all, man. You Middle know, school. Yeah. Hey, for all my DMB yeah. listeners, for all my DMB listeners, y'all know it, bro. It was a period when, like, XIB was literally untouchable, bro. Like, they had they had y'all the DMB on lock, bro. It was yeah. them reaction, bro. I, I stand, bro. But, yeah. nah, so go ahead, my dad. <laughs> yeah, man. So, and so, you know, with that came a lot, man. It came a lot. Um you know stuff that is when you're young you think man this is this is really the life man from the the money um you know we didn't stick with miss tasha miss nikki the entire time we ended up you know transitioning management um to my man crazy with mikey um and i think when mikey came we thought we saw success with our first set of managers and they did a hell of a job you know miss nikki miss tasha uh but mikey took things to a whole nother level um, we used to be around, literally riding around the city at two, 2 o'clock in the morning, 3 o'clock in the morning. He'd hand everybody that was in his car five-hour energy drinks because we posting up XIB posters in people's hood. It ain't matter what hood. We was in your hood like 2 in the morning. So when you woke up, all you saw was XIB posters. Like that's how I learned how to grind being under his leadership, man. And so through that, um, I literally was able to help my mother pay bills um, by, you know what I'm saying, like, the, the, the shopping and all that come with it. Um, of course, some stuff we weren't supposed to be doing. We was young, 15, 14 in, in, in strip clubs. And man. you was on like, uh, you was like a sophomore in high school. Yeah, okay. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a lot of that, a lot of that, that lifestyle, the females, the hotel parties. Um, yeah, man. So, you know, it was, it was a lot that came with it, man. It was a lot. So I, if you, if you ask, I tell, but yeah. that's, 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 <laughs> That's that in a short, you know, we we were, we did have opportunity to play at some of the biggest stages in the area, Showplace Arena, um, man, Stadium Armory, perform with, yeah, Wale, Trey Songs, shared the stage with some of the greats, man, so it it was a good little time. So, yeah. So, while you were playing the band, you know, and just like, you know, like living that, like essentially like rock style lifestyle, like did, did. Did anything about God ever like cross your mind? Or, like, were you like, you know, but like, but I ain't thinking about that. That's like, that's gonna be there type stuff. Like, like tell me about that. Right. So, you know, I, I I was blessed to have a background with my mother. She was heavy in the church, man. So I always knew about God. Um, you know, but it, it wasn't until later that I had my own relationship with God. So to answer your question, I knew about God, and I actually thought that. I thought that we was doing the right thing because literally, if you ask anybody in my band before shows, man, when we get when we get in our little huddle, like some bands just do the little one, two, three, whatever. Yeah. Like before shows, we literally would get around poor chop drum set and we said a little prayer. You know what I mean? And that's because of the background I had. Yeah. Now, so I thought I was trying to bring God into <laughs> youngins clapping and all that, but <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Lord, let them clap. <laughs> In Jesus' name, Lord, amen. You know, this clap to this, just push it up. This is not going to So I, I was, I was, yeah, miscombobulated. I ain't, I ain't know what was what, you know. But so from that aspect, I thought we was honoring God, but I later found out, you know, we, we really wasn't. Okay, okay. Yeah. So then, well, I, well, I wasn't. I say that I can't put it on the line. So, so like, like today when I was listening to to your sermon at River Life, like. Some of the things, like, I mean, it's a number of things that, that I'm going to touch on, but yeah. one of the things that really caught me was just, like, the series of events. 
and like I mean I don't know how open you want to be with that but like if you could take Tell us through yeah. like the series of events like and think about it is like everything you want to share please yeah. share because because yeah. here's the thing I really I mean I wholeheartedly believe that somebody's gonna be blessed by this and I mean and set free from 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 any from just everything they're going through and like and, and I believe by your transparency like that's gonna happen so whatever you want to share don't. you know I mean we open with it just don't curse that's the only thing yeah, we're good we're good so. Um, and if it's anything specific, you feel free to, you know what I'm saying, ask. I'm, okay. I'm, a, I'm an open book, man. Um, but the series of events that you say that led up to the transition. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. And, and one of the things that I heard was when you said you got healed. Like, like that's something, like, like, that's something. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's something that I really want you to touch on, too. Yep, yep. So a couple things that happened, man, where God was using to get my attention, but I ain't even, I ain't realize it. Um, so I believe it all kind of started with, I want to say I don't, I can't even remember the order, but I know okay. a couple things was one. We I remember being going to the icon. We was at the icon, and you know we got pulled over, and uh, I was with my man, spaceman, and a couple other guys, and uh, man, it it was it was a tough experience, man. I know they, and literally we all we had we just ain't have our lights on, yeah. But of course we had stuff in the car that we shouldn't have had. And we was young, of course, under eighteen. But spaceman, I think he was over eighteen. Um, at the time, of course, yeah, he probably was. And, you know, he, he was like, look, man, you know, because Fed said somebody got to take this charge. And he was like, look, man, I'm, I'm going to take it. It was either somebody took it or everybody had to take it. And Spaceman took the charge for everybody, um, literally, man. So that that was that. And it was one of those moments like, dang, like, all right, cool. Yeah, I, I made my life flash from my eyes. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I made it past this one. And then if that wasn't enough, um, eventually I found out, uh, well, I, I, I'll talk about that one. Okay. I'll do that one last. But now I'll go to the, the robbery that happened in the city, man. You talk um, about that one. Yeah, I saw that one too. Yeah, man. So it was it was literally right after the show. We were headlining the show. We was the last band to play. And uh, we did our typical little protocol where we let everybody leave, you know, security, do their thing, make sure everything is everything. So we throw you straight. A little piece of did what he did. Um, I remember going outside, turning the corner, and somebody said, man, be safe, be safe. And this was one of the people who was a part of the whole setup who told me, be safe. Um, and a couple of our guys, we went to the car. And I remember putting my hand right before the uh, the door, the door on the car. Like four or five dudes came around, all black. Boom. Give me your chain. Dude put a, a shotgun to my chest. And everybody else just had guns on them, man. So, uh, man, I, I ain't know we was going to make it past that night, man. I honestly didn't. Thanks. Um, so what was that know, feeling like? Like. I, I was going through your head at that time, if you can remember. Yeah, nah, I just remember it was like shock. Because yeah. I think, number one, we I, I was just talking to my man Kales about this two weeks ago. Shout out to Kales, man. He just had a baby. Because um, we was together and, you know, we was high as I don't know what. We was high. <laughs> so we was literally just talking about this, yeah. man, how we was high. And it was like almost like a dream. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, but, it, but at the same time, it was reality. It, everything just happened so quick. And I just, in my mind, I kept saying like, it's over. It's over. I ain't, I really ain't think we was gonna make it past that day, um, you know. So it was a setup. It was tough. But again, I told my manager after that, he was like, "What you think is all this stuff happening?" I said, "Man, I think what we, what God trying to tell us to do is get rich." Like I thought in my mind, I was like, "We, we get rich. We are gonna be on somebody's island." <laughs> so you still, so, so in the midst of all that, yeah. like in the midst of all the chaos, hell breaking, like mm-hmm. you still thought that was God saying. 
that's I mean that's that's an interesting perspective. Yeah. That's I'm like man, we gotta get rich, get out of this. He, I felt like I was like God telling us keep grinding, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I we did that, and um, of course found out um, had an STD. Um, you know, a particular girl I was talking to, and you know she was doing her thing. Woo woo. And thankfully, it was a it was a curable um, STD um, by by med, medicine or whatever. But again, at the time, like I was so lazy, like I was old enough by that time to drive. Yeah. But I was so lazy and used to just hopping in the back. Boom! That I ain't even, I don't think I had my license. I didn't get my license till I was probably like nineteen years old. Yeah. Um, and so I was too embarrassed to ask anybody to take me to the clinic to get the medicine I was supposed to get. So I knew I had it because my man Mike, my manager, took me to to find out. They called me, told told me I had it, but I was too embarrassed to call him back or anybody else to say, "Look, can y'all take me? I need to go get some medicine." So I was just like, "I'm just gonna have it," you know. And um, yeah, I was 18. Matter of fact, yeah, I was 18 years old because that's when God saved me. I was 18 years old. The same year God saved my life. And um, when you talk about the whole healing mm-hmm. part. Um, God literally healed me because I, when I tell you, I never went back to take nobody's medicine, but I knew I had it. And even if they ain't call me back and say I had it, I those who had it know you had it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. You know. And so, um, literally, God healed me, man. I remember going back physical after physical after physical, and I like we can't find nothing. And even the symptoms that I saw and felt completely gone. But it wasn't until after God healed me. I'm telling I'm, uh, I'm sorry. It wasn't until after God saved me that God healed me, man. Bro, that's yeah, yeah like <laughs> yeah, that's powerful, bro. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I don't think people really understand like the like the manifestation of like like the prophetic and healing and things like that. But those yeah. things are very real. Yeah, for for all my believers out there, like those things and non-believers too, like healing from you know like from the Holy Spirit and God. That's that's stuff that's very real. So I'm glad you, you yeah. touched on that. Yeah. So. So after after that, you know, like even like I said today, like I watched that sermon and that thing, like it blessed me too. Like it poured wow. into me too. And one of the things is like like the funny story was a story when you woke up the one morning and you was uh you were trying to find the laptop. Oh man, and, and trying to watch the service. I mean, like like what do you remember about that? Just yeah. share that story as well. Well, let me let me say um, you know. what, it, what the transition was for me, like how I actually got saved. Yeah, oh yeah, and um and I can lead up to that part. So. So um, I remember, like, like literally, like it was yesterday, man. Um, we was at the mall, and my manager and assistant manager and my manager, and I got a call. Um, they like, look, we just did this to so and so, and we coming after you next. It was a prank call. I didn't know who it was, and they said they was from a particular hood in D.C. It just so happened, and I knew the person who ran this particular hood, and I called him up. I said, look, we just got this call saying, well, he like, nah, that ain't us. Don't trip. But the fact that I got the call still made alarms yeah. come off in my head. So I'm like, yeah. yeah, so I'm like, I told my manager, I said, I ain't going to no more shows unless either I'm strapped or you strapped. So we went back around the way, hollered at my man, rest in peace, Bonio, um, who's no longer with us. Um, he was like, look, if y'all need something done, you know, but we, he wasn't going to let me let me do that, man. He, he, he knew I had a lot going for yeah. me. And so that was a Saturday night. Sunday morning, I woke up and I just felt like, man, I, it, it, I, I've never felt that way that, that I felt that day ever in my life. It was to the point where if somebody took my life, I wouldn't have cared. And if I had to take somebody's life, I wouldn't have cared. Wow. And that was a very unusual place for me. You know what I'm saying? Because 
I hung around and knew people that really lived that life, man, where like the street life. But anybody who knew me knew that wasn't the core of who I was. You know what I'm saying? Like I was more of a ladies man. Like let's not have to cross that line. Yeah. And if we did, it wasn't like I'm the type that I want to get into anything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's I knew people and I ain't never have to. But to be at that place in my life where I wanted to pull a trigger, I knew I was at a dark place. Yeah, dark place yeah. And so I said, man, let me get a little inspiration. And I remember going to my uh, the laptop in my living room and computer ain't work. Uh got my got my uh got my laptop, had the old school junk where you had to, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> plug it in, keep had it. to k- plug it in, keep it in. Found out my dog ate my laptop cord. And so I'm like, dang. And something told me, go to your mother's room, go to your mother's room. I go to my mother's room and she had an extra laptop cord on her desk that I never seen. Um took the junk and I went into the basement. Like I said, I I was too embarrassed. I didn't want nobody to see that I was, yeah. you know, in the church or nothing. Literally five minutes turned into about two hours, man. I only wanted a little bit of encouragement just to go back and do my thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Out of just to get out of the depression. But God, he 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 did something that I just can't really explain. I remember being on my face bawling and crying, like, and God telling me, like, I got a plan for your life. I got a purpose, and you gotta lead that band. Like, clear as day. And I knew that was him because. Prior to that day, I always thought that God wanted me to be in the band and go get rich and do all this other stuff. But it was that day where I I knew I was hearing from the God of the universe. You got to leave that band, man. I got a purpose for your life. And that was one of the scariest things because I ain't know what purpose meant for me. You know what I mean? Like, if somebody was asking me what I want to do, I'm already doing it. Like, I just wanted to die as a go-go legend. (laughs) I ain't had no other aspirations in life, period. Nobody ever told me, even though I was a lead, Mike, nobody ever said, Stefan, you a leader. Yeah. I never was told I was a leader. I just thought I was a lead, Mike, of a band. I was called class class clown, stupid, idiot, all these other things growing up. But I never knew, looked at myself as a leader, yeah. um, a businessman, none of that, a speaker, none of that. I just I just knew how to call out hoods and make songs. That was it, man. Um, so that was a scary thing. And I remember one of the, somebody I really looked up to in GoGo literally called me after that moment. Who, who rarely called my phone, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And was like, yo, shorty, I'm just checking on you. I'm like, bro, I can't explain what just happened, but God want me to lead this band. And this person is like, nah, man, you good. I, I worship God, but I'm still doing my thing. Yeah. And this particular person uh, was Muslim, but I ain't know the difference at the yeah. time. You know what I'm saying? But it was, even after I hung up that phone, it was something like, Nah, you nah. don't listen to him. Nah, that ain't it. Yeah. yeah, and that was that was the enemy trying to pull me back. Yeah, quit. It's that tug. Yeah, <laughs> hey, right. You say you want to sell out. He, yeah, he, he trying to pull you back. No, nope. come here. Yeah, come here, so. immediately, man. So thank God that he kept me, man. And I, the, the tough part is I didn't have like Christian friends, like you know what I'm saying. This fellowship and stuff yeah. we got now, like I ain't had that. It was literally like I'm pulling you out. But and so I I remember days just. Waking up with my little journal and my Bible, just, Lord, I think this means this. You know what I'm saying? Probably wrong as I don't know what, but it was just me, my Bible, my journal, my little worship music, man. Because um, I refused at the time to go to anybody's church because I thought nobody would accept me. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So I had my own little church at home. Yeah. And I told, like, my mother would want me to come to her church. But I'm like, Mom, I ain't, no, I ain't coming to your church. They're going to judge me. Yeah. And so that, so that was that. Was that. Uh, going to the story you talking about, man, uh, I remember going over my man house, Ace, 
I stayed the night and uh, I woke up. Oh, yeah, I was trying to prank, play a, tr- a prank on him. And so we, we always playing around <laughs> and joking. So I, I went on the laptop. I, was, I tried to blast some music. And the song, instead of it being a song, it turned out to be a sermon. And so I'm like, hold up. I turned the sermon down. And it's from Pastor John K. Jenkins from First Baptist Glenard. So that's the sermon, that's what's up, man. So the sermon was from uh, Jeremiah 29, 11. I know the plans that I have for you, um, plans to prosper you, all that. And I need, when I say I needed that message that day. It like, spoke to your spirit. It spoke to you. It spoke right to me because, again, I was in a place where it's like, all right, God, save me. But I don't know what you want me to do now. Yeah. Like, I literally don't know what you want me to do. Um, and so it was after that day where I, where I found confidence in God. Like, all right, I might not have all the answers, but you're going to use me as I am. Yeah. I don't have to be nobody else. You're going to use me as I am. And now when I look back, um, I got a book coming out soon. I can't t- say too much information. Okay. Stay tuned, man. Hopefully when I drop the book, I come back and talk about the book. But, um, but in my book, I, I share that now that I look back on my life, I realize that Although XIB, I don't think it was God's perfect will, right, for me to be doing that and leading lap, probably thousands astray. But I will say in hindsight that with him allowing me to do that, I see how, like, God uses everything to prepare us. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's because of my past that I'm able to do what I do now. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and connect, connect with, with different people. Yeah. Connect with those people. Like now I understand. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So when I'm talking to certain people who are like, I'm well, this is my struggle, this is my struggle. I'm like, bro, I, I know what you're talking about, yeah, bro. I, yeah. I lived that. I did yeah. that. And, and let me tell you about a guy who can bring you through that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I never thought I was a preacher, but when I look back, it was like, you've been preaching kind of this whole time, but just not the right message. Ooh. You know what I mean? And so I think God uses all of that, man, to, to launch us in our destiny. But yeah, that's good. Yeah. Was there a particular moment where you kind of like, where you kind of feel like God was calling you to like a certain area? Like, like when I mean that, I'm talking about like ministry, like, cause like, like you are like a, a, a pastor, right? Yeah. So like, yeah, was it like a moment or like what signs did you have that, that kind of like said, like, you know what, like this is what I have for you. Like take us through that. Yeah. So, um, the first thing I thought, uh, I, the idea I had, I thought that God was calling me to, you know, be like the next Tyler Perry. That was first, right? Because um, when I went, I told you I went to Suitland ninth grade. I was in the VPA program for for theater. Man, I love acting, love writing, and so I said, man, let me take a stab at this. And I developed a company, um, and man, we 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 done. We was midway into actually putting on our first production. And we had a lady behind us who was an investor. She was willing to put up over a million dollars into our company mm. um, to travel, et cetera. And it was one of the most humbling things I had to go through because during that time, I knew God spoke to me clearly like, Stefan, this is not what I'm calling you to do. And it was tough news to break to my team, to the investor, et cetera. Um, and and the crazy thing is, I didn't even know what God was calling me to after. He didn't say stop this and do it this. Is, yeah. It was almost like an Abraham thing. Like, Stefan, go to a place that I will show you. Yeah. And that's one of the toughest things, man, when God says go here, but he don't say what here is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was. <laughs> so, so that's that so that all ties into being a game of faith. But yeah, <laughs> game of faith. There <laughs> it is. <laughs> and so, and so I literally took by the grace of God, um, you know, took took that leap. 
I had the support of the team. Some people understood, some people didn't. Um, and it was just one of those things where during that silent time, I, I, I just submitted myself to the leadership, you know what I mean, at the time of my particular church. Um, shout out to my man, Devin Turner, who took me under his under his wings since I was 19, 18 years old, man, I got saved. And so because I didn't know what to do, I didn't know, I didn't want to just go out there and do another thing. I felt like God was calling me to be submissive to a level of discipleship. You know what I mean? Mm. Because um, I ain't want to be that arrogant dude that's like, man, I've been doing this for, I got it. I don't need no help. I don't need mentoring. I knew that I needed a mentor, somebody that can take me under their wing, say, yo, I'm going to help you see the ropes. So before you go any further. Yeah. Talk about the power of mentorship. Power of mentorship. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a game changer, man. I always tell people, man, your corner determines your fight. It doesn't matter that how how great Mayweather was, yeah. how fast he was. Everybody talk about Mayweather, but nobody talks about who's in his corner. Yeah, Roger, Floyd Senior. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> like, cause you can be like, especially with young and young people, man, we we fast and we gifted. But without that wisdom to know when to throw that punch, we'll get knocked out. Yeah. And I think a lot of a lot of young people are suffering with that. They're fast, they're gifted, they got dreams, but it's no wisdom in the corner saying. And you know what's interesting yeah, about that? I better yeah. cut you off. Are like, you good? like uh, I've been watching a series "Planning Our Bread" by Mike Todd. Yeah. And the last last installment uh, of the series was a uh, "Planet and Undercover," mm-hmm. and it talks about just being and covering mm. that mentorship. You know, and people think covering means ministry. No, but I mean that's every that's every area of life. You know. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, I may need to cover in business, you know. Yeah. I may need to cover in 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 my in my church ministry. I may need to cover in and and working out, you know. Like yeah. mentorship, yeah, goes across the board. Yeah. You know, what I mean, like like you being a father, like, like your your parents could help you out. You know, like you just need yeah. mentorship in all aspects of yeah. your life. So yeah, I'm bad, but carry. Now nah, you good, man. That's 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 spot on, man. So I literally submitted myself to his his leadership, man, as my mentor, um, and just learned to be disciple. Because what I was trying to, I think what I was trying to do too early is be on a platform, right? And But I, I had to learn that I wasn't developed. You know what I mean? And so I was trying to develop this ministry when I wasn't even developed myself. You know what I mean? So Devin Turner pretty much helped me to understand the scriptures for myself, um, walked me through things. And I watched him pray with his kids. You know what I mean? It's the reason I pray with my boys now at night. Cause I didn't, I didn't pray with my parents growing up. You know what I mean? But watching him help me to see how to be a father, how to be a leader. And it was through that time of discipleship where he, he affirmed that in me. He said, Stefan, I believe God has a call in your life to speak. And from there, he, he pretty much, you know, we, we, it was a prayerful journey, but he knew God called, God called me to speak. And I trusted his leadership that that was that. And, you know, he affirmed the gift that was in me and gave me opportunities to speak mm. um, and then encouraged me to go to Washington Bible College. You know, the, the old saying is, you know, get get what they say, get learning for for your burning, you know, <laughs> the, the fire, the passion that was in me. Um, and all of that kind of came together to shape. And then from there, God just opened up doors, man. I remember we did doing a Bible study um, at, at a friend's house in Lago and over it was like over 50 between 50 60 people would come young people would come each week man mm. and my man shout out to my man Charlie he came with a particular girl that day and they they was doing their thing he said he came just to see if i was fake right like if this whole thing was yeah. a fake cuz he heard about stuff on the internet and stuff but he said let me hear if, if this is if i just want to see if this is a real deal yeah. 
Um, and his plans was to leave and go do his thing with Shorty, same Shorty he came with. <laughs> um, God saved Charlie that that night. He didn't even ride home with her, um, you know, and eventually he became um, our Timbali player for the gospel go, go band that I had, wanted wow. band. Um, and and he's and he's preaching the gospel now. You know what I mean. Wow. And so, man, I, I think it was a combination of one God spirit, um, two mentorship and confirmation, and then he opened up doors to show, like, yeah, this me. And that was that Dang. was that man. And it, yeah, so I think with purpose, man, it, it like like it it does come from within because it was something I couldn't deny. It's it's something I couldn't. I used to preach to walls, man. Like I preached to my dog. Like I knew I could. It was something I couldn't stop doing. So I knew this was God. Like it was that burning desire yeah. inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dang, yeah. dang. So, yeah. man. So okay. So we whew, we didn't cover some ground today. Yeah. So, but think about it is we gotta keep on. We gotta keep on. We got some more ground to cover. Let's do it. So so so. All right. So then, you know, like you find purpose, mm-hmm. you get saved, and you get married at twenty. Mm-hmm. Talk about that. I like, talk about you know some of the experiences, and then I mean you know you can like you can talk about even like the like the story of how you all met. You know, I mean like, just whatever you yeah. want to share. You know, yeah, like, cool, cool, cool. So, yep, got married when I was twenty years old. Um, I, w- I met my wife Isha in middle school at Ernest Jess. Um, so in eighth grade, it all started basically. Me and my man Dre, we had a bet going on, <laughs> and the bet was. Let's see who could get the next girl that walked into this classroom. But the rule was she can't be in our class. She got to be like running an errand for a teacher or something. And so Isha was the next female to walk into the class. Um, she was running an errand for her teacher. And so I was like, man, let me shoot my shot. You know, I, I, ain't, I ain't make the shot, but you know what I'm saying? You know, it's almost going and <laughs> yeah, it come out. Yeah. It was one of those. Well, like, like, go around. Run around. Yeah. yeah. Go around around you. Like, Damn. Yeah. Because she told, she looked, she was like, look, you can't have my number, but you can give me yours. So I was like, dang, that's all right. I like that. <laughs> Slim. Yeah. Slim got you yeah. in the ropes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so, so you know, because I was used to, you know what I'm saying, the, yeah. the easy tracking. So she she presented a challenge that made me like, man, I, I actually want to get to know you. You something different. And I remember I was geeking. Like after school, I went outside. She came out. I was like. And you gonna call me, right? You gonna call me? <laughs> and that's how middle school yeah, was, though. Yeah. You went outside with the bus, like, yeah, Slim. I'm my phone tonight. What's up? You know, like you, I, you, yeah. like, bro, I remember, exactly like, hey, 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 I'm gonna yeah, take it back. Yeah, I remember yeah. playing Love Roller Coaster, right? My ex ID, and like, <laughs> I remember calling it Charlie. I calling Charlie on one, but nah, but go, but go ahead. Man, it, it it was it was wild. She called me with her best friend on the phone. They they trying to figure out am I legit or not. Um, but it was so it was a journey, man. In tenth in tenth grade, when I started XIB, I actually broke up with Isha because I already knew what that lifestyle was gonna bring. And she was really always into the church. And like when I tell you, like she really loved God and was the the whole purity thing. And I was just like, man, she deserves somebody better. So I I, I had to let her go. But when I had my I had hair at the time, she was the only person who ever did my hair since middle school. So even though we wasn't together after tenth grade. She always, I always saw her like every two weeks and she wasn't never in my business. And like, she, like she had come to my uh, studio sometime, come to the studio, do my hair up, females would be around. She was never tripping. And I was like, young, something is different about this girl, man. And um, it, when I was 18, of course, when I got saved, she was the only person I knew that I could call. Like, yeah. hold up. She, 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 I know she still yeah. love God. And, um, you know, so, so, so we did that. Um, I quickly tried to rush into a relationship with her and 
it wasn't until about two weeks after I was saved where God was like, nope, you got to let her go because I wasn't, I wasn't what I needed to be. You know what I'm saying? For her. Um, cause if I was still with her at the time, man, we out, we would have been doing some stuff, you know, yeah. we, I shouldn't have been doing, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I still needed to be delivered in some yeah. areas. <laughs> and so I literally think about the Christian walk. I'm about to cut you yeah, off. But, you good? Yeah. but it's progression. Yeah. Not perfection, you know? Yeah. And I think that, uh, I mean, I guess like on previous episodes, like, I guess one of the things that I touched on is just like, yeah. I think a lot of times people our age think that, you know, it's about being perfect because I mean, let's be real here. People in the church are very judgmental, you know, yeah. but like, that's why I think God's raising up a generation of young folks to show you that, look, you know, like, like I'm like, this is, I'm not perfect, you know? Yeah. And that's why, like, like you said something earlier and we're going to touch on too. You said that like with your friends, like you're very open about your struggles. Yeah. I am too. Like yeah. I do the same thing. I'm like, look, bro, you know, like, bro, like, like, come fool me at church, you know. Like, yeah, like I did yeah. to my friends. Like, come fool me at church. I'm like, bro, yeah. it's not what you, you know. What I'm saying, like, don't don't worry about them, you know. Yeah. Like, like yeah. I just worry about you and God, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Now that's that's it, man. So, um, like I said, it was tough. It was it was a tough thing to tell her, like, yo, we gonna have to part ways. But I said, look, if it's meant to be, we really will meet back up in God. But I know I need this time to like focus, do what I got to do. Um, and in God's time, like He brought us to get brought us back together. Um, and I had told my, I, 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 it was about five, five dudes in my life. In addition to Devin, it was mm-hmm. four other dudes, older men who I trusted, man, that I said, look, I told God, I said, look, if, if more than half of them don't give me their blessing, Lord, I'm going to look at that as a sign that it's not a good time. You know what I mean? In terms of pursuing marriage, because mm-hmm. I was so young. And literally when I say all five of them gave me their blessing to move forward, like, and it wasn't like a quick meeting. It was one of those, we're going to ask you all these questions to try to make you not do it. You know what I mean? Because we really want you to make sure you're going into this thing with the right intentions. Financially, you know what you're doing. Biblically, you understand your responsibility. Like, they grilled me to the point where I felt like I was in a daggone interview for the FBI or something. <laughs> yeah. And so for them to say, look, we bless this young man. Mm-hmm. Um, that, 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 that meant a lot for me. Um, and of course, the blessing from her peoples and my peoples. Um, so we did it, man. It was it was tough. I remember being in Washington Bible College, and the lady walked by me and was like, "I heard you get married." I said, "Yeah." She said, mm, and kept on moving. Like like we faced a lot of judgment, and y'all ain't gonna make it. You sure you know what you're doing? All of that, man. But just adversity. Yeah, man. But God, God, God has kept clearly. God has kept us, man. We've been married now for seven years, man. Wow, congrats. Praise God, man. So. Yes, sir. We yeah. yeah, yeah. Dang. Yeah. So yeah. dang. So so now. So like. So now you know. Like you. Like you married and you got two kids, right? Two boys. Yeah. Two kids. So how how has being saved helped you as a father in terms of like raising your kids? You know, and 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 just speaking life into them, pouring pouring into them on like a day to day basis. Yeah, man. So um. Again, it goes to me. It goes back to my level of exposure, man, with mentorship. Um, and the guys that got that I've been blessed to kind of watch how they treated their wife and um, and their kids, you know what I'm saying. So I wanted to I wanted to be able to model that in my own home, and so um, it's it's impacted the way I love my wife, man. I can honestly say that, especially year seven, this is the best year of our marriage ever, man. Number of completion, yeah, man, and it's it's been a blessing. And so, um, but that, 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 it took some time and I know we still got a long ways to go. Right. And even how I, how I love my, my kids, 
I really understand now more than I ever have what it means to put my family first, my family being my first ministry. When I was, uh, you know, first couple years in marriage, I almost ruined it because I was so ambitious and I wanted to chase the world like that. I would put ministry before my own family. Mm. Um, now, of course, at that time, we didn't have kids, but uh, it was just me and my wife. And um, I would take every engagement, not like every door that opened. I was too young and immature to know that just because a door opened don't mean God opened it. And just because it's a good door don't mean it's a God door. But I didn't have the wisdom to understand how to discern which ones was just good and which ones was legit God. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And that's a that's a tough thing to be able to get to, to say no to some good stuff. And um, it took a minute, man. And so we had to go through some intense counseling because what the counseling helped me to do was see the deficits emotionally that I was walking around with every day. You know what I mean? So coming from XIB, one of the deficits that carried over into my marriage was I had a deep, deep need for importance and significance because I was used to that every day, Mm. being in the limelight, et cetera. And so now being saved, even though I'm saved, I still had those same deficits, right? And so um, because I didn't realize how deep my need was for for importance and significance and control, it those things was controlling me. Mm. So that's why I said yes to every opportunity. I, I chased this and chased that, and I tried to mask it with God, but really it was my idol trying to make me feel important and significant. And who suffered was my wife. You know what I mean? I put her through so much, man, and I kept promising her, man, you guys going to come together. And I, and I would try to be, keep her quiet with money that was coming. But it's like, man, they don't need money. They need our time. They need our presence. So I, I I cannot say I got to that point where I was a better husband and a better father by myself. It literally took counseling, man. And so, uh, man, I, I thank God, man. I'm, I'm there for my boys. We play. We have fun. Mm-hmm. They know daddy is there. Um, and so I, I, it, it, it was just a journey. And it's still a journey of learning me. Yeah. And a lot of the emotional baggage that I that I come yeah. with, I'm like, yo, you gotta keep that, you know. So, so question. So yeah. you said something that that I really stuck to me. You said, you know, you started getting a lot of doors, but just because it's a door doesn't mean it's a God door. And even though it's a good door, doesn't mean it's a God door. So, like, what, like when did you begin to like distinguish the two, or like, or like, like now, like when you look at opportunities, like when do you know it's a God door versus a, just like like a regular good door? Got you. Um, so which, 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 which question? Let me, the God door, the God door. <laughs> so na- like now in my life, yeah, uh, how yeah. do I discern that? Yeah. So my bad, I was no, you know, you know, so, so now in my life, um, it, it really boils down to what's, what makes it easier. Uh, I'm honestly say is the fact that, um, I'm married, I got two kids. So now it's easier to discern it. Right. Mm. A little bit easier to discern. It's not always black and white, but what makes it easy is that I can I can talk to my wife, and if 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 she not with it, it's not a good look. You know what I mean? That's 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 number one. Um, and 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 number two, I do try to consider. Again, it just depends on the season. So if yeah. I know that, um, it it really it's not a black and white thing. But if I know that, man, I've just uh, like, let's just say this coming week, I'll be in it. I'll be gone for about some Sunday to Thursday Ooh. and, uh, out of town. And so this, I'm gonna be gone by myself. So now my wife will be with the kids. So an opportunity opened up 
for next Friday. I I don't care if Obama said I want to meet with you mm. next Friday. It's not happening. Yeah. Period. Like, and I'm not even exaggerating. Yeah. Like, now my wife, she might be like, but you better take the opportunity. Yeah. But she literally would have to be like, babe, do it. Nine times out of ten, I wouldn't even bring it before her to put her in that situation. Why? Because I was just away from my family from set from Sunday to Thursday. Yeah. And so I don't care how good, literally, this this is a real life example, how good the opportunity was, I'm not doing, doing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so so I Thankfully, I got. Well, I think in the past, what I used to do, I used to try to make all those decisions on my own, mm. like I was single. But now I, I've learned to yield to the counsel of my wife, um, and I, yeah, I yield to my. My kids can't talk verbally, but emotionally, I hear them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I can feel when that disconnect is there, and I, I try to, I try to factor all that in. Um, and not only, not even just my family. Uh, my body and my whole, my just my life, energy management. I'll know I need to slow down. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is a little too much. Um, you don't need this one. Um, and, and so money does not determine whether it's God or not for me. I I don't I don't care. I don't like even when I speak out. I don't charge a particular honorarium. I don't. That's 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 not a factor for me. Um, it really comes down to do I feel like this is a God opportunity? Like. I've prayed about it. Do I feel the, the Lord's leading in this? Um, you know, sometimes it matters like who's involved, but sometimes that don't matter. It don't matter. Like, and 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 what type of weight or burden would this put on me and my family? Like all those things I, I try to consider. And yeah, everyone is different. Yes, sir. Stefan, whoo, well, man, showtime, bro. This mm-hmm. has been a, bro, this has been an impactful episode, bro. Yeah. So. Just to close out, bro. Just to, just to bring everything home full circle. We've been talking about. Is there anything you know, like what's a message that you would give? So I'm gonna do a two, mm-hmm. uh, a two prong question. One, to people who are struggling with their belief of Jesus Christ, you know, mm-hmm. uh, as a Lord and Savior. People who are unsaved, unbelieving, just kind of like you know, on the fence. Mm-hmm. And then two would be to like the next generation of young people, young leaders, and. And, and everybody who covers that spectrum. So, first is unbelievers. Second is like the religious young leaders. Got you. Um, so my 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 encouragement, man. To you say primarily those who may not don't believe. Yes. Mm-hmm. Don't believe, man. Um, I understand that people grow up in different different backgrounds and have different influences. Um, you know, so I I get it. Um, without a whole lot of theological. Um, you know, information right now, I'll say this for me, um, walking with Jesus has been the best thing that that's ever happened to me. I I know, and I've studied different, the different religion, different options. I get it. Um, but even when you look from a historical standpoint, atheists, man, have, have, have proclaimed that like that the facts of Jesus crucifixion has happened. What, what most people do not, agree or believe is that Jesus is God, right? But man, you know, when I look at other religions, I'm like, man, nobody has, no no, no primary religious figure has claimed to actually be God except for Jesus. And and, and when you go look, you go look at his tomb, he, he ain't dead. And so uh, when I, when I look at those aspects, man, and 
um, especially dumb, some some in our generation, they a lot of people in our generation nowadays they ain't even talking about God. They just everything is about energy. Yeah, <laughs> energy. Yeah, and um, being spiritual. Energy yeah. and just spirituality. And yeah. I get it. I get it. But I always ask the question. I said, man, everything has to have like a beginning, right? Yeah, like an origin. An yeah. origin. And 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 I'm comfortable with. I used to always like, dang, well, who is God's father? Who created God, right? And that used to bother me, man. And and I think a lot of people who are stuck there d- decide, well, I can't believe in the God who I really can't explain. If because a lot of people are like, well, who? Where's his beginning? Um, and how would he even be able to create? And what I tell people all the time is, man, I find more comfort in a God that I can't explain mm. because if I could explain it all, then that wouldn't make him God for real. Yeah. It's almost like, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, somebody said it's almost like an ant trying to figure out the internet, right? <laughs> like it's just impossible. But that's why the word says that his ways are above our ways. His thoughts are above our thoughts. If I could put God in a box and, and make him comprehensible to everybody, I think that would be a very little God. But the fact that I serve a God who sits outside of time, which is why he's able to create time, you know what I mean? Um, there are so many factors that prove he is who he is, man. I, I'm, I'm confident in him and then my life has been changed and I pray that, man, he will change your life. He can do it, man. He can do it. Yes, sir. Um, and to, to the young, to, to young leaders, man, um, who I'm so passionate about in our generation. Um, I know our generation right here too. (laughs) All right, right here. Our generation is full of dreamers and creatives. Um, Social media and just the internet has opened up so many opportunities. There's people who make millions of dollars just by being on the internet nowadays, man. Um, But I also know with that being said, I know people personally and some people I don't know, but you, you might be watching this that have given up on their dreams. Um, because we live in this Instagram type of generation mm-hmm. where what you see on Instagram is people's success, but a lot of people don't post their failures. And I think it's discouraged so many people in our generation, man, who had ideas, who had who had dreams, and they just stopped because they threw out something, they tried, it didn't work, you didn't get the results, you threw an event, a lot of people ain't show up. Whatever it is, it's like... Uh, along the way, you get discouraged because when you look on Instagram, you constantly compare. But I tell people all the time, comparison always will limit your compact your capacity. Period. Like when you compare, you always set comparison will always cause you to have to reset the bar because once you hit that target because you wanted to be like them, then you're gonna be looking for another target. But it's never gonna be based on what's inside of you. Your target is always gonna be based on somebody else. And so I, that's why I tell people all the time, man, dream big, but celebrate small because nobody who has, who has stuck it out in a, in a business through the test of time has started out big. They learn how to master small beginnings when nobody is celebrating you, when nobody telling you good job, when you don't get a lot of support, when you don't get a lot of followers, a lot of likes, a lot of views. People who make it through the long haul, they know how to stick it through those times. And you sometimes got to be your best, your own cheerleader. You got to be in your own corner saying, man, keep going. I don't care. Keep going. Three people supported it. I'm going to celebrate small. Ten people supported it. I'm going to celebrate small. And those are the companies like Amazon, like Google, et cetera. When they look back, they're like, I'm glad I ain't give up when I could have. So, man, really, like I know you hear the, 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 the cliche, don't give up. But that's real life, like. If you in that season where you want to quit, like you probably should keep going because you never know what's in store for you. Man, that's a game of faith, man. Hey, I have no more words. 
brother, thank you. Uh, I appreciate that, brother. Uh, man, today's been... I know for a fact people will be blessed by this episode. So mm. thank you, ma'am. I, I wish nothing but success to you. And uh, and just uh, talk about, you know, you said you can't talk about the project, but just talk about like the book a little bit, like what you can say. Got you. Man, I uh, look forward to this book, hopefully, <laughs> Yeah, man. just look forward to it. Uh, now, I can say this. The name of the book is called Stages. And um, hopefully I'll be back here to talk about it, man. Um, book called Stages. And... Long story short, since middle school, as I shared, I found myself on hundreds of stages. And um, the vision God has given me is pretty much to tell my story and sort of talk about how when you learn how to maximize, when you learn how to interpret the current stage that God has you in right now, I don't care if you 14, 15, 16, when you learn how to interpret that stage Mm. that God has you in now, you will be that much more prepared for the stages that's coming. But a lot of people, you a lot of people don't even recognize all of what God is trying to do in your life now. So you just waste time, you waste energy, you waste emotion, relation, waste relationship. So I want to talk about some keys, man, that's gonna help you to interpret your stage now, and 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 be better later on, man. So stage is coming soon. Hey, man, thank you, Stefan. Game of Faith, we out. <laughs>